1: Give me a call at 817-903-2575 to support our ministry and to secure your family's financial future. Again, call today at 817-903-2575. Thank you and God bless. 1 Samuel 9, Saul's search. Now there was a man of Benjamin whose name was Kish, the son of Abiel, the son of Zeror, the son of Becherath, the son of Aphiah, the son of Benjamite, a mighty man of valor. He had a son whose name was Saul, a choice and handsome man, and there was not a more handsome person than he among the sons of Israel. From his shoulders and up he was taller than any of the people. Now the donkeys of Kish, Saul's father, were lost. So Kish said to his son Saul, Take now with you one of the servants and arise, go search for the donkeys. He passed through the hill country of Ephraim and passed through the land of Shalishah, but they did not find them. Then they passed through the land of Shaalim, but they were not there. Then he passed through the land of the Benjamites, but they did not find them. When they came to the land of Zubh, Saul said to his servant who was with him, Come and let us return, or else my father will cease to be concerned about the donkeys and will become anxious for us. He said to him, Behold, now there is a man of God in this city, and the man is held in honor. All that he says surely comes true. Now let us go there. Perhaps he can tell us about our journey on which we have set out. Then Saul said to his servant, But behold, if we go, what shall we bring the man? For the bread is gone from our sack, and there is no present to bring the man of God. What do we have? The servant answered Saul again and said, Behold, I have in my hand a fourth of a shekel of silver. I will give it to the man of God, and he will tell us our way. Formerly in Israel, when a man went to inquire of God, he used to say, Come and let us go to the seer, for he who is called a prophet now was formerly called a seer. Then Saul said to his servant, Well said, Come, let us go. So they went to the city where the man of God was. As they went up the slope to the city, they found young women going out to draw water and said to them, is the seer here? They answered them and said, he is. See, he is ahead of you. Hurry now, for he is coming to the city today, for the people have a sacrifice on the high place today. As soon as you enter the city, you will find him before he goes up to the high place to eat, for the people will not eat until he comes because he must bless the sacrifice. Afterward, those who are invited will eat. Now, therefore, go up, for you will find him at once. So they went up to the city. As they came into the city, behold, Samuel was coming out toward them to go up to the high place. God's choice for king. Now, a day before Saul's coming, the Lord had revealed this to Samuel, saying, About this time tomorrow I will send you a man from the land of Benjamin, and you shall anoint him to be prince over my people Israel, and he will deliver my people from the hand of the Philistines, for I have regarded my people because their cry has come to me. When Samuel saw Saul, the Lord said to him, Behold, the man of whom I spoke to you, this one shall rule over my people. Then Saul approached Samuel in the gate and said, Please tell me where the seer's house is. Samuel answered Saul and said, I am the seer. Go up before me to the high place, for you shall eat with me today, and in the morning I will let you go, and will tell you all that is on your mind. "'As for your donkeys, which you lost three days ago, "'do not set your mind on them, for they have been found. "'And for whom is all this that is desirable in Israel? "'Is it not for you and all your father's household?' Saul replied, "'Am I not a Benjamite "'of the smallest of the tribes of Israel? and my family the least of all the families "'of the tribe of Benjamin? "'Why then do you speak to me in this way?' "'Then Samuel took Saul and his servant "'and brought them into the hall "'and gave them a place at the head "'of those who were invited.' who were about 30 men. Samuel said to the cook, bring the portion that I gave you concerning which I said to you, set it aside. Then the cook took up the leg with what was on it and set it before Saul. And Samuel said, here's what has been reserved. Set it before you and eat because it has been kept for you until the appointed time. Since I said, I have invited the people. So Saul ate with Samuel that day. When they came down from the high place into the city, Samuel spoke with Saul on the roof and they arose early and at daybreak, Samuel called to Saul on the roof saying, get up that I may send you away. So Saul arose and both he and Samuel went out into the street as they were going down to the edge of the city. Samuel said to Saul, say to the servant that he might go ahead of us and pass on, but you remain standing now that I may proclaim the word of God to you. In our lives, um, God has so much intervention and, um, I mean, He is sovereign. He's fully in charge. And so there's nothing that happens that He doesn't see. That doesn't mean that He causes everything to happen, but there are some things that happen that it's not by His cause, but it's by His allowance. He allows things. So... You can see here that Samuel had already been prepared for Saul before Saul even really knew and departed. Because Samuel was already putting together this feast. He already had invited the guests. The people in town already knew what was happening. So then when the sheep were lost, Saul was sent to go find them. And through that process, he failed at the task he was given because he never found the sheep. But when he got to the place, he knew, I need to find the man of God. Because he felt lost. He felt like he, he needed direction because he was failing. And through that process, it led Saul to Samuel in the exact manner that God told Samuel that there would be a man coming from Benjamin. So that's an amazing story to see how everything just lines up. And that's the same thing that happens in our lives. God, uh, there's no such thing as a coincidence. And God sees all of it. He ordains all of it. He may not cause, but he allows. And so we need to focus on him and our path is so much clearer. However, there's times that we're, we're obviously called to do something. We have a purpose and a direction. And as we seek out that purpose and direction, it almost seems as if it comes with no fruit like going to search for the sheep. So we know the right thing to do would be to get up and go look for the sheep because God has called us and laid that before us to go look for the sheep. But in that process, we feel failure. But God's plan was never for us to find the sheep. God's plan for us was to find just the right person that we come across or or to be in the path of someone who needs to hear um, that God is good sometimes uh, I've seen it and yes there's a point where it gets to be kind of cheesy but I've seen so many people who say you know God thank you for my flat tire because you knew that my flat tire would slow me up enough so that I wouldn't be in that accident up ahead but they take that kind of a thought to a massive extreme and so it's It's almost like the traffic that I complained about was, you know, for this purpose and and one thing after another. And it's like the entire day of disruptions were just to keep us out of death's path. And there's some truth to that. But again, sometimes it's taken to such a cheesy example that I really think it turns more people off. than it gets people excited about God's truth. But... There is a lot of truth in that. Um, God may have called you to go into political office and you go and you run as hard as you can. You put forth all the effort and all the the money and everything that you can, but you fail and you don't win. But along the path, there is a relationship that was formed that brought you to the next level where God wanted you. So we seek God for our direction and then we uh, press forward within that, knowing that that is what God has called us to do with no doubt, with no fear, with no anxiousness. We just press in. But whenever the end doesn't end up like we think it should, just know that God is good and try to find why God put you down that path. So, Father, thank you that you you guide us. You light our way. Your word sets a path before us, and it is a lamp to our feet. It's a light to our path. And I just pray that you can help us to continue to seek you daily, even though things may be um, mundane or rote or just repetitious in our lives, that it it seems like there can't be you in that. Father, show us where you are in that. Because you are in all things. You created all things. You see all things. And there's, as Solomon put it, we just need to keep your word. We need to keep to your word because you see everything, good and bad, even in the secret. And there's no point to even trying to hide. We should instead know that and run to you. In Jesus' name, amen.